Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. You guys, I have the most special treat for you ever. I am here with my new friend, Sarah Clark, who is an infertility conqueror, an author, and a fertility coach. How awesome of a title is that? So Sarah, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Definitely. I'm so excited. So like, tell me what this means. Like, How do you become an infertility conqueror? Yeah, so I can share my my journey with uh, my my fertility. So Please. basically, I so I always joked I was having menopausal hot flashes in my early twenties. I remember I was in HR at the time, like fan myself going, "Oh, I'm having menopausal hot flash." <laughs> Turns out that I was. So at that time, I had so my periods were super irregular. I only got them a couple times a year. Um, back then, I thought that was good because I'm like, I don't need to worry about the the month. You know, the month. Oh, the I totally relate to that. Yep. Yeah. And then I had, um, in my teenage years, I had really super clear skin. And all of a sudden, in my early 20s, I had this like really greasy chin full of acne. Mm. Um, then I had this weird fungal rash on my chest. And I had these chronic yeast infections. Mm. So, um, you know, I had this plan. And I get married at 25, have my kids at 28. So I got married at 25. And then at 28, I still had these irregular periods. And I thought, okay, well, I better you know, go on, go and check this out. So I went to my uh, OBGYN and I was told I had uh, premature ovarian failure, which is the loss of function of the ovaries at the age of 40. And really my only chance of ever having children would be through donor eggs. And I remember the, the uh, OBGYN, she reached up on her shelf, grabbed the um, IVF packet and said, here you go. And I remember leaving her office going, what the heck just happened? Yeah, I was in complete oh, shock. Yeah, um, but I had, but I didn't take time to grieve. I'm a person of action, so um, I didn't connect any of those other symptoms that I just talked about to my for, um, fertility at the time. And then I went off to the clinic and went on a list for a donor egg, and was lucky enough to have our daughter Ava on the first fresh transfer. And Ava is about to turn 17. So this is back in the day when you donor A, people are like, what is that? Yeah. And now, you know, due to our standard uh, Western lifestyle and diet, donor eggs are more common. And now we've even got uh, um, embryo adoption or embryo donation mm-hmm. due to the fact people are having all these IVF cycles and there's embryos left there. So you can either donate, you can give them to research or you can destroy. Mm-hmm. So you've got people, you know, there's, there's a lady on my podcast I just had on and she she actually um, adopted an embryo. From, um, it was sitting there for 13 years. So that so so her and it, it worked. She had a, a little daughter who's just one, and this daughter has natural siblings that are 13 years old. So crazy what science can do. Um, and so then for me, uh, we had two embryos left over. I wanted my kids close together. After a year, after I had my daughter, we're like, okay, let's go back to the clinic, and you know, put those in, um, do do a, do a transfer. Uh, my husband's like, Sarah, you seem kind of stressed out. Let's kind of hold back. I'm like, no, no, woman on a mission, wanting, you know, wanting to have them close together. So that, so that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So then we went on another donor um, list for a separate donor. And then we were lucky enough on the first fresh transfer to have our son, Will, and Will's, and Will's 14. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, many, many years ago. So, um, and then fast forward, my, my health began to suffer. After I had my daughter, uh, um, I had nine colds. Every cold went into a science infection. I thought it was a great idea to take antibiotics for every cold. Not a great idea. I had vertigo. I had toenail infections. I had dandruff. I had chronic bladder infections. I was peeing blood. I became allergic to every antibiotic. I remember at one point I had um, thought I had fleas, but no, it was the highest from the antibiotics and we like fumigated the house um, and then a chronic uh, yeast infection. So my health you know, my, my, my immune system was, was struggling. I was still doing my thing, still, you know, working away, but, yeah. um, I just was just not well. Um, 
And then I, I, took, a, I, I took a life coaching course because I wanted to bring coaching into the corporate environment. And during that life coaching course, I had my own personal wake-up call with, with health coaching. Yeah. And I decided I wanted to go to health and wellness. So then I took a health coaching course. And that's where I discovered I had these food sensitivities. Mm. So for me, I don't do dairy, gluten, or corn. Okay. I took those out of my diet. And then doing lifestyle changes, because it's not just about this perfect diet, and it's not perfect by any means, um, but it's, it's, it's diet, lifestyle changes, using nutritional therapies. And later I found I had a gut infection as well. So as I, as I healed that, um, and, but for me it was too late. So I was 40 mm -hmm. when I discovered all this. Uh, I was fully in menopause. Mm -hmm. uh, I was no longer cycling naturally. So if you're still cycling naturally, there's things that we can do. Mm -hmm. Using the tools of functional medicine, so using lab testing, um, using um, uh, looking at diet and looking at mindset shifts. So that's a lot. Like that's a lot of like, and I can relate to a lot of it in terms of like almost that very mechanical. Like, oh, okay, well, if this isn't going to work, then let's do this. Let's do what they tell us to do. Like that just that's what makes sense. But like, let's talk about like what was Sarah actually going through energetically, emotionally, like as you look back on it, or what do you wish you would have allowed for yourself to process throughout all of this equal parts amazingness, but equal parts heartache and pain, like physical pain for your body? Yeah. So Sarah at that time was, she was a woman on a mission. I'm very action oriented and I did not stop to think there was another way besides conventional medicine and so we we look at a healing round table and we don't exclude conventional medicine so you have your re your obgyn your your fertility coach your nutritionist chiro acupuncture it's all there but you're in the center and mm -hmm. i just went boop, right over to western mm -hmm. medicine mm -hmm. and didn't look to say well wait what's going on why do i have this fungal rash why am i getting why did my periods disappear mm -hmm. why do i have acne on my chin i had no idea that any of those things were going on and I didn't even, I'm not a kind of person that cry. Like I'm not overly like, cr like weepy or emotional. I'm not like that. I remember it happened and I was like, okay, what do we do? Obviously I was, I was upset about it, but because I'm so, give me a plan, let's go forward. Mm -hmm. um, I actually thought that people that had to go through IVF um, and through like years and years of treatments um, trying to get their own eggs, I thought that was worse than what I had to go through. Although some people think, you know, donor eggs would be the absolute last resort i thought well i've got this plan i go over here i need to go through all that stuff um so just how i how i viewed it um but i even though i wasn't overly emotional and teary i was like i was super stressed and i didn't think i was stressed and i had no and i i went and asked a couple friends if they wanted to um be like donate their 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 eggs to me and they they didn't feel comfortable doing that so we ended up doing like an, an anonymous donor mm -hmm. a donor but, you know, I'm super tall. I'm like six foot tall. So I wanted to have my children to have some sort of height. And my, and my husband's 5'8", so it's kind of funny to joke. But um, so, yeah, so for me, I wanted, you know, my, the, 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 donor, um, the donors to be tall. And they, and, and they are. Like one's, one was 5'9", one was 5'7". So for me, height, height was a thing. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, looking back, I, I just, I didn't really ask for support. And that's why I think support is so key in this because even though I wasn't weeping, I was ticked. Like I was angry. Yeah. And so it expressed it through irritability, which when I had a gut infection and the food sensitivities, irritability is, I always just thought I was a cranky little person. Yeah. <laughs> no. As we no, energetically, there's a lot going on there too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as we clean out the food sensitivities, work on the lifestyle, not like piling all this stuff on top of myself all the time. And, you know, that, and most people I work with, they're like type A, go, go, go kind of people. Um, so like slowing down, like that was, no, I wouldn't slow down. I just keep piling more things on myself because I liked doing all that stuff. Yeah. You, you just, the body's like, eh, eh. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I, I am pre-programmed for like the type A, like the go, 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 do, do, do. And over the past like two years, I've really, my body was actually my first indicator of like, sister, this is not sustainable. And this is actually not in alignment with what you're meant to do in the world. Like we need to start tapping into some more feminine energy, like the divine feminine, like 
the flow and the re- being willing and able to receive and not just produce all the time. And there's been a lot of healing um, that I've had to personally do. And, and I too have my own stories with um, going through the IUI process with both of my boys. And this year in particular, and my listeners know this, I've been through a lot of not just like physical healing, but energetic healing as well. Like looking at those old wounds, looking at the fact like, oh, I actually felt like I was broken and I would do all the things so that I wouldn't have to feel that deeply. I wouldn't have to recognize the fact that, oh, I actually like, I don't feel like I function properly. I don't feel like I am a woman because I don't have a cycle here that is complete to show me that. So like, where do you go with that? Because there in, in society nowadays, like we talk about that very like surface level that like, well, we can fix this and we can do this. But like when it comes down to it, we have wounds that have been hanging around for a long time for some of us. So how do we get into the actual healing of those past wounds that we just busted through in order to like get to the next state so we didn't have to feel how painful it was? Yeah, that's part of our program. We because there's a lot of people in fertility that would just like you can either just focus on diet or just focus on lab testing or just mindset. Like we believe in doing it all, but like in a very targeted approach yeah. and excluding any of it. Like if we forgot to focus on someone's sleep, that's like the foundational pillar. I work on pe- like sleep hygiene with people for months. Mm-hmm. So so the 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 mindset piece comes from um, um, Alice Domar. She's she's the pioneer of my, of uh, of mind body fertility. Mm-hmm. She's a Harvard researcher and run um, she's run um, my mind body group for over twenty years. And you know fifty five percent of people that are in her group go on to um, have a baby within six months, and then within 95 percent go on to become a mother somehow within two years. So the mind body connection, and we run mind body groups as well is is huge um you know just making those mindset shifts alone alone like folk i have people when we start with them to to to, you know look at meditation and if meditation is too much if three to five minutes a day of meditation is too much and i had this huge block about meditation Mm. i did not want to do it i i have i'm in charge of my own schedule i didn't think i had time to do it um Mm. and only recently only beginning of january this year i'm like okay I went to Kripala for a meditation for for a retreat, mm-hmm. and um, so cool. oh yeah, I love that place. Just yeah, so good, and um, and so got this meditation cushion. I'm like, okay, let's just commit to this this year. I can't be telling people to meditate when I'm like meditating here and there and all over the place. Yeah. So I just really set the intention for it, and I find it just it's when I don't do it, I I I miss it. Yeah. It just makes me feel grounded and um, like really in connection with 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 my breath. And even throughout the day, if I haven't had a chance to do it, because it's not a perfect thing, mm-hmm. um, I find that I'll do more like the, the belly breathing. So like breathing, you know, breathing in, into the belly and feeling the belly. Because a lot of times we're running around with our bellies, you know, contracted and flat. Yeah. We've got to be, you know, like yeah, that yeah. words like let it hang out and let it be full and feel the breath. Or even doing, you know, mindfulness thing where, I'd be eating and be eating like really quickly because I got to like go on to the next thing. Yeah. No, how do we, and I studied macrobiotics for a while where they, they did this chewing thing where they would chew for like a hundred bites. Now this is a little extreme, but even if you chew like each bite for like 10 times to be able to, you know, then it helps you be satiated and you can just slow down. And we also, we also offer for, uh, fertility yoga and a lot of women that we work with, they're doing extreme exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, running, jogging, all these, these things that, uh, high intensity interval training, which can be good, but not like for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, when I say let's do fertility yoga to slow down, it could be like, what, this is so boring yeah. slow, but it's, is to, is really important to, but it's this layering approach. Like if you're over here running the marathon and, and go, go, go and working 80 hours a week which people I coach are doing that and then it's like well where's the baby fitting in yeah um it takes it takes time so yeah. and so it's to, to be able and you talked about like the wounds and stuff like that to be able to to look at that stuff like 99% of the thoughts we have today we'll have the same ones again tomorrow yeah so the first first step is just to get aware become aware of what it is you're thinking like you're on automatic pilot you don't even know that you you've been talking crap to yourself all day long about 
whatever it may, may be. So first step is to just acknowledge that. And, and then you can start to reframe it a little bit and see to, 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 to shift it. But it's the acknowledgement to know that whatever you're feeling is completely normal. Cause a lot of times we're like, what, how do we feel this way? Um, and, and like we have people kind of go back, well, when did you first feel that? And it may, you know, in, in coaching, it's like you, you'll hang out in the childhood a little bit, but you're not, you're not in therapy. You'll be there longer coaching. You're there, but you're moving, moving someone forward. So it's very, um, it's a holistic, you know, way of looking at things instead of just like, let's attack, you know, you have premature ovarian failure or if you, you have low AMH, let's go in and attack that. Yeah. We'll know what else is happening in the body. Yeah. It's like, thank you so much for all of those points because I was that person actually. Like I was the person working the 80 hour work weeks and then training for marathons and also like trying to eat like a 1200 calorie diet because like mostly processed foods because that's how I could count the calories like thinking I was healthy and like so not healthy but like externally I looked the way I had always wanted to look and with that though like there was a lot of like onion layer peeling in terms of I mean, how do you tell a person and how do you help somebody really step into like, okay, you want to have a baby and you are working so much, you are tearing yourself down emotionally, mentally, and physically. And now you need to start doing yoga and eating full fat cheese. I remember having these conversations and I remember it being so difficult. So like, how do we navigate that process? Because I like looking back now, like I love that version of me so much because I've learned so much from her and I've learned so much about how it does not feel good to function like that anymore. And I've had to navigate the full pendulum swing with every aspect of that, with nutrition, with physical fitness, with mindset and self-talk. So what are some first steps? Because I imagine that there are some women listening to this, they're like, yeah, sign me up for that. Like, that's me. Like, what can we start doing to start rerouting those thoughts or those beliefs that I have to run 50 miles a week, I have to eat nothing but celery, and I need to work myself to the bone? Like, how can we start better caring for ourselves to provide the space for fertility cycling to start to really do its thing, whether or not you want to have babies? But like, our hormones need to regulate and need to have that cyclical process for our bodies to function properly. How do we start having those conversations to start rewiring our mind? Yeah, you really have to mother yourself before you can mother someone else mm-hmm. or expand the family. So it's really to be able to um, like prioritize that self-care and set your intention for, for why. Like I just interviewed someone yesterday on my podcast and and we were talking about over exercising and running and she was like you like doing like counting the calories doing the like this lady had tried try, you know uh, seven marathons all these things in her period she had you know ha hypothetical i can never pronounce it but amenorrhea so um it's it's like it's really to kind of st- step back a little bit and to <laughs> My little one just walked hey, walked in the room. You guys can't see it, but now, like, speaking of fertility, <laughs> oh, you going down for a nap? We're keeping it real over here. Okay, I love you. Can you say hi, or can you say bye bye? Say bye bye. Oh, you're just enamored with the video. Oh, friends, I'm not going to edit this out because this is like legit real life and it's it's super important that people see this. You can sit for one minute. Okay. You were saying the mindset thing and she was doing all the things. Yeah. And so it's really to be able to like, again, it's, it's like if someone is working these 80 hours, it's more like, okay, how do we start by having lunch? Like I was talking, coaching someone yesterday. Okay. When you're lunch, where are you? Oh, you're at your, you're at your desk and you're, and what are you looking at? You're on your computer and you're actually, you're, you're working. Okay. Is there anywhere else you could go? She's like, Oh, actually there's a table in my office. So she's like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to go over to the table and say, what are you going to do for those 15 minutes? You know, in a perfect world, we would say you would sit and chew each bite and, and, you know, just breathe and, and enjoy yourself. But maybe that might not be a real realistic to start with. So it's like 15 minutes at this table, 
And she's like, I'm maybe going to just pay it, play a little game on my, on my computer, on, on my phone that I like. So it's not like I'm not over here looking through 20 emails, eating my salad, whatever it is. So um, like first step, making sure you prioritize lunch. And then even, you know, and it's in our culture, if you're in a call in a, in a company that no one takes lunch, that could be hard, but just because no one else is doing it doesn't mean you have like, you can take your lunch. Right. Um, and another thing, you should take your lunch ladies. (laughs) Are you hearing (laughs) that? (laughs) Eat your lunch. Eat your lunch. Another one is to, okay. I've got people coming home. I like eat at night. Well, you know, in a perfect world, you would do the nine to five and leave, but that's, that's not, you know, that's not realistic. So we try to set, you know, realistic goals. There's an ideal goal and then there's one that's going to happen. Um, how do we leave half an hour earlier? Mm-hmm. If you're getting home at eight and then when you do have a baby, daycare is cl- closing at six. Mm-hmm. So how do you right now start opening up that space to prepare? So leaving half an hour earlier, how do you delegate one thing? Like yeah. one thing someone yeah it's, it's, it's like small steps because you know with I, when people work with us we have them do an elimination diet and do some like some some not radical but but you know some some dietary changes and um the other piece comes along with it and it's um you can't do it all at once it's yeah. got to be layered in and a lot of people we work like i go back to the sleep thing a lot of people we work with have got they're up one to two, three, four, five, six times a night, like peeing, um, restless, can't sleep. Like that sleep thing is to, we work with like working on sleep hygiene. So maybe, you know, starting your bedtime routine, maybe reading a fiction book, not with screens, using blue light blockers to block out the, cause you're affecting your circadian rhythms and the melatonin. Um, like making sure that room is dark, like everything is dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but wearing a sleep mask, if you can, um, like sleep, yeah, like to really, really nail that in. Yeah, like it's it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's so important. And we think we don't need it. Like what? Yeah, like what? FOMO? And it's like no, no. It's it's a seven to nine hours, and for fertility, it, you know, and optimal health is extremely important. So to really prioritize that, and, and um, that just affects everything else. It does. It certainly does. And so for me, like with where I am right now, I love, I love like all the strategic um, and and like the logical, like we need sleep. We know that the logical thought processes and like the strategic things to start to get people to take better care of themselves. What I have found now and what I work a lot with women on is when we try to fill our time with all the things, it's actually an invitation to us to recognize that we aren't interested or willing or able to get intimate with ourselves. In society today, in my very humble opinion, we do all the things and we fill all the time and we come up with every excuse as to why we don't have time to take care of ourselves, to have meaningful conversations, to sleep, because we are afraid of getting intimate with ourselves. We are afraid of actually asking ourselves what we want. And like looking at that long enough and working through painful experiences or working through questions that like keep surfacing for us, but we just, we don't know how to answer them. So let me just fill the time by scrolling through Instagram. How do we help women to like go there? I remember like I wanted the strategic steps at the beginning. I wanted the, okay, teach me how to have lunch at noontime, even if all of my colleagues are not having lunch, teach me how to do those things. But I feel like, especially with the very tender and emotional journey that fertility is, there has to, or there gets to come a point where it's like, oh, we just really need to have some time getting to know who we are. And I love that you said like creating the space. Like, so how can we strategically create the space, but then how can we also like create the space to really ask ourselves what we want and get to know ourselves on a deeper level? Yeah. It's really to be able, you know, when you're ignoring those thoughts, it just, it, it, it you stuff them down inside. It just prolongs the suffering or whatever it is. And when we coach people, like I the patterns keep coming up. Like they'll come, they'll do the same thing over and over again. If, if they're, they're that overachiever or they keep going or even people have to say, you know, when we're saying to make some of these changes, they're like, Oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. I'm like, okay. So, and then it's kind of like, 
but it, you know, to be able to say everything's fine all the time, we don't need to say everything's fine all the time. We can say that, 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 cause I, I have an intake form where it's like, what's the positive changes, what's too difficult and what's causing you frustration. Sometimes people can't put any positive things. Like I have a bunch of people that are like nothing, not one, not one positive thing. Yeah. Because they're, they're so triggered when they go out in the world and, and see a family or see yeah. a pregnant woman yeah. or, or it's, and it's extremely, extremely painful. So they're just in a very, like they're in a, they're in a, so to be able to, for them to recognize what they're going through is, you know, and it, infertility impacts all aspects of your life, mm-hmm. life. So, so it is to be. Let's talk about that because I remember that world so deeply. And I imagine that many of my listeners have either felt that or are feeling that currently. So like, first of all, we honor you. Second of all, how do we help those women who they don't want to go on Facebook because they don't want to see the latest announcement that one of their friends is having a baby? They don't want to go to the mall because seeing pregnant bellies hurts their soul. How do we help them through the process and give them hope and support them where, where they are? Yeah, because really it's, it's, it's recognizing that's a trigger for you. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's my, that's my trigger. So, and it, and it could be, and so then you're either people that, you know, you can say, you can share with them what's going on. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what's going on right now for so, so close friends and family. You can actually tell them and tell them what you need. Mm-hmm. So setting that strong boundary as to this is for me. And a lot of times we're, we're like too worried about other people. It's like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of when they're, when they're, you know, they're out and about, it's more to, to recognize, oh, wait, I'm triggered by this mm. because right now all, it's almost like when you look, you, you have that car, right? A, like a model of a certain car, and all of a sudden you see the car everywhere. Yeah. Like if you're, yeah. Thinking you're like hypersensitive to it. So it's, it's to recognize that and you have, you have to take yourself off automatic pilot and then you can begin to kind of do the, the inner work to, to, to flip that over to a more positive thought. So it's like, here's the, here's the, the, the current thought, you acknowledge it, and then um, you can flip it to a positive. If, it, if it's too hard to flip it to a positive thought, you can flip it to a more neutral thought. Mm. Uh, like, okay, the, the one right now is every time I see a pregnant person, I'm, I'm triggered, and I, I go down the thing, and I feel, you know, down, down the, the rabbit hole, I feel um, sad, broken, whatever it may be. So acknowledging those feelings. Mm-hmm. and. And then going over now, so then to the neutral thought is when I see a pregnant person, um, I, they're, that's just them. Or like, I, I, or, or it can be eventually you can get to the point saying, one day that'll be me. Mm-hmm. One day that'll be me and I will be a mother as well. Or, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm on my journey to, to, to mothering myself or I, I trust my body. And then you can anchor that in your body. Um, so you can put your hand on your, your, your heart or your stomach, or you kind of see well, where you feel like those, those like, emotions. So if you think of yourself, um, one day that'll be me, I, I, I feel hopeful now. I feel, um, happy. I feel peaceful where you feel that I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my stomach. So then you can go back and, and, and feel it. And other times, and so that's kind of like a, the coaching exercise, but another thing to do also is um, you can actually just do like this free writing exercise to whatever's going on. You can just write it out and then you can, you can burn it. Mm. And then it's like releasing it because we're like carrying all this stuff with us, right? It's, we all have it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just getting it out. So speaking about it, first of all, mm-hmm. and then writing about it, and you can sometimes do it in the morning or you can do it anytime. It's like this data dump of stuff and then you burn it. I love or even, that. Data even, dump. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's, it, I, I just, to me, it's just acknowledging what's going on to get support, to speak about these things. Um, and I, co- I coach couples too. I was just coaching women. That's so beginning. funny. I was just going to ask you, so what about the partner in all of this? Like how do yeah. we, how do we include them in our feelings? How do we include them in the process? Like walk us through that. So yeah. So in the beginning I was just coaching women and then it was just like, this takes two to tangle. You're having a baby together. And it was like coaching her. And then there, there's this whole other section over there that we've, and, and some people's relationships they come together. Other people are, 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 they've torn apart. They've, they, they may feel the partner is not even 
affected by this. I just interviewed uh, my podcast um, from uh, fertility from the male perspective. So, you know, all the things that, that, that they're going through and they may feel like shame or um, they part, like typically women are going on chat groups and, and will share a little more with, the, with, with their people. Although um, not, some people don't even share with anyone, right? You could just kind yeah. of be their parents or something. So very, like a very close few. Um, whereas men potentially would tell not a soul. Yeah. Again, stereotypical, right? Yeah. But so then what we thought, okay, let's just bring in the the partner into this this scenario. So like we do the protocol and stuff because we typically deal with female fertility. Um so the protocol is for the female, but the partner is brought in, they're able to get coached, voice their thoughts on all these things. And sometimes each other they've never even heard each other say mm. what what it, you know, because we're asking all these different, you know, different um questions to be able to voice your your thoughts on things and it just prompts a discussion to, yeah. to bring people closer together and get get them on the same page because a lot of this is we could be feeling resentment or that part you know our partner doesn't care you know they're they're not obsessing about this and crying over it like you know like 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 we are um and so so resentment can build up so it's really important to um just get everyone on the same page yeah. and working together yeah how, how do you first start navigating those conversations with couples? Like if you are uncovering that there is a disconnect between the two, how do you invite the couple to start honoring not just themselves in the process, but actually like understanding what the other person is going through and then honoring each other? I imagine that that, I mean, it's a very like broad question to a situation where every single couple is different, but like, what are some, some steps that you can help people to really like dive into things really together? Mm -hmm. It is to have the conversations because a lot of times, sometimes people will, a couple will present and they, everything's fine. It's all good. Blah, blah, blah. And then we dig deeper. They're like, Oh, you know, she's getting upset that I don't do this or he's upset. He, he's doing all these things. And we don't appreciate. So I'm kind of like, if you want someone else to change, well, first of all, look at yourself first. How do you, how do you change what it is? You're, if you want him to do this, well, what, are, what have you done for him? Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and maybe, maybe all he's doing all kinds of wonderful things, but you haven't recognized it. You yeah. haven't said you know, what it is he's, he's doing. And sometimes we'll pick on the, oh, he's not doing that. Yeah. You know, or, or maybe have you asked for what you really want? Maybe you're overloaded with work and all these different demands and you haven't said, you know what, man, I, I need, I need some, some help here. And so either it's, he's helping or it's delegating to some sort of cleaning meal service, you know, what, what, whatever it may, it, it may be. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just having the, having the, opening the window at the door for the conversation because sometimes we're we're there and there and we, and, and it's just to come, it's come together and to, to listen to each other. And then afterwards they have conversations to, 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 you know, to dig deeper into it. But it's, it's the, the coaching relationship is, um, yeah. Asking those questions, having people question, um, you know, uh, the thought, those 99% of thoughts you have, you know, how, how true are they? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I ask my clients a lot. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Like, do you actually believe that we, um, I have a a philosophy and this is part of my coaching, but like asking yourselves yourself two questions, is that true? And does it matter? And that really like goes down to, you know, if other, if you feel other people are judging you or if you're comparing yourselves to other, is that actually true? Like, will that person think you're a crazy person or does that person's opinion actually matter? Like, we hope that the answer is no, but actually like sometimes like we just can't, we can't fight it. Like it does matter. It, it, it is true for me, but does it matter? Well, that answer actually gets to always be no. And that's where the work gets to be done. If, um, if we were still like, yeah, it matters because ultimately like this is our journey and we just get to co-create with other people. And hopefully we're choosing other people who really want to connect and support and like be with us on the journey. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, yeah, I just kind of go back to the, the, those, like acknowledging the thoughts that you're having and seeing where they came from. And sometimes we're carrying something that, you know, 
if a lot of people come to us with like a lot of anxiety, now we work on gut health and stuff like that. So it could be, you know, all something related to a food intolerance or a gut, a, a um, gut infection. But also we look at the mind, the mind body piece of this. And sometimes I had one person, it was like, her, her mom was super anxious mm. and it's almost like she, she wasn't an anxious person, but took on the anxiety of her, of her, her mom. And it just kind of transferred on and it's just to be able to see, well, when did that first show up? Oh, well then how true is it that I'm anxious? So you know, and yeah. we just think that's, that's who we are. Yeah. It's our yeah. label. So interesting. So can we dive into the food side of things? Because I mean, nutrition matters and, and we all have individual bodies with individual needs. Like there are so many blanket, I know you're like, what a concept, but there are so many blanket diets or plans or anything out there. And here's the thing, like they are great as a guide, but they are not the end all be all for all of us. Like some people can function off of like six sweet potatoes a day. Some people cannot. Some people can function off a whole avocado a day. Some people cannot. It's really just like tapping into where you are. But talk to us about nutrition um, and fertility and a holistic approach and really like tapping into what's best for you on your journey. Yeah, we take a very personalized approach to this. So we start people by doing a food sensitivity test and we use the, the, the LEAP MRT. So it looks at 150 foods and 150 food chemicals mm-hmm. and really um, figuring out exactly what people are, are sensitive to. And then once we get the results of that, then we, um, then we have them do an elimination diet. And mm-hmm. so this is the, the gold standard to, to, and then some people may have done cleanses and stuff like that, but the elimination diet is a short-term thing. It is yeah. not forever. Yeah. You're taking out gluten, dairy, corn, peanuts, soy, and eggs. You take those out for 10 days, and then you systematically reintroduce them. And the reintroduction period is the most important. Sometimes people are like, oh, 10 days, I take all that out, great. Then I end with a pizza. No. Yeah. So you, so you systematically reintroduce it, and it's, it's, it's to leave gluten out the longest. So it ends up being 30 days that gluten is out because that's gluten and dairy are, are two of the top, top, top inflammatory foods. But really how you people bring back in corn and they can feel it flares their asthma, mm. bring back in dairy, they could feel phlegmy, bring back in gluten. They, you know, they could, they could feel brain fog and it's to, and, and a whole host of other things, digestive stuff. It's different for every person. So it's really to, to write it down to see how you feel, how food impacts your body. Like all the, the whole, the, how we work with people is to really see, you know, how, how your emotions affect you, how you're um, without sleep, like all these different things for you to, to really clue into your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two weeks later when you forget and have gluten, you're like, oh wait, well over here it said, I, you know, I felt sluggish. My energy was, I felt cranky. I felt like bloated, whatever it may be. And then you get back the food sensitivity test and then that will tell us, you know, exactly. It's a snapshot in time. Mm. Tell us exactly what it is you're, you're intolerant to. And often it's like the bread, the bread you have on Friday mm. doesn't impact you till, till uh, Monday. Like I've had, I just, I've coached people over and over again on the same thing where they're like, Oh, I'm getting all these headaches on Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, Oh, I, cause sometimes people will say, Oh, I'm hundred percent gluten free or whatever. And as we, as we go through this, Oh, but on the weekend I went and had some, some stuff. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well then, so for you, it's presenting with like a migraine. Mm -hmm. It's happened numerous times, a migraine on Monday or Tuesday. Let's connect. And you don't connect it. You just think I'm prone to migraines and headaches. Yeah. But like, that's, that's a, that's a symptom. Again, if you're, and if your body is inflamed or, you know, and your body's mounting and and a um, immune response, it wants to survive. It doesn't want to procreate. So Mm -hmm. food sensitivities are, are huge and people, it's not the first thing people look at for fertility. It is probably the last. Mm-hmm. So for in functional medicine, which look, which is the future of conventional medicine, looks at the underlying cause of disease or illness. It's, you know, we, we look at these lab tests, tests. So we, and then we develop, you know, making sure you're having healthy fats, mm-hmm. making sure like good quality protein. If you can going hundred percent organic is what we recommend because we're in the middle of a huge food experiment where our food is, is sprayed with glyphosate linked to infertility, a whole host of other things. Mm-hmm. So being very careful of what it is you, you, you place on your fork because it, it, it does matter. Um, and, and really shopping the periphery of the goat, the, you know, the, 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 the grocery store. Um, yeah. If your great grandmother, like Mike, like Michael Palin says, 
says, what's that? Don't eat it. Yeah. It's got more than five ingredients. It's sort of basic stuff. Like we know we shouldn't be eating at McDonald's and burger. Like we, we know that, but then um, life gets in the way and we get busy and the more junk we have, the more junk we crave. So that's why we have people full stop do this elimination diet and the food sensitivity. They, they feel how they, they see how they feel and then the inflammation in their body starts going down and, you know, cycles start improving, sleep starts improving, their whole life starts to improve mm-hmm. and it starts with food. And, mm-hmm. and to look at that last to me is a mistake. So how, so we do the elimination diet and then how does that link to, you know, filling in and like taking steps toward progressing through the fertility process. Like, awesome. Like you figured out like what's going on, like what a blessing, but then, then what's next in the fertility process um, after you kind of figure out that layer. Yeah. So then we have them do a Dutch test. So I just had on my podcast, uh, Dr. Carrie Jones, she's the uh, medical director for precision analytical, which is the uh, creator of the Dutch test. Mm -hmm. So so it's a, it's a dried urine test and it really looks at your hormones uh, four times throughout the day using urine, looking at your sex hormones as well as your melatonin Mm -hmm. and your cortisol. So your stress hormone. And so, you know, you can maybe feel you got your stress under control, but let's just see what's happening with it. Um, And then it just really gives us a clue you know, where are your, what's happening with your hormones? Even though people, we have people that present with POF or premature ovarian failure and their estrogen is fine, yeah. but it's their, 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 their progesterone and their testosterone is off. So I work with a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She, she runs all these tests. She develops a personalized diet and um, lifestyle protocol. And then I, I, I coach and coach them through it. So it's, um, so we use the Dutch and then we do a um, stool test. It looks at the DNA of the stool. Mm-hmm. So the majority of people that we work with come back with some sort of gut infection, be it a parasite, a worm, a um, bacterial infection like Streptococcus, H. pylori, um, fungal infection. Like there's something going on in the gut. And then we do like a targeted protocol to begin to heal that. And then working on those foundational pillars, like we talked about sleep, the right movement for you. Um, looking at your environmental toxins, so your personal care, your cleaning chemicals, your water, is it filtered? Like all these things that we kind of know if we're in that health and wellness space. And a lot of people that come to me, they've, they're, they've done a bunch of these things. Yeah. They just haven't done it in a targeted manner. Like, yeah. So we, we do the test, don't guess, use the testing, build the, build the program, customize it, and then layer in that, like those, those lifestyle medicine, really. Again, future future of conventional medicine, and then mindset shifts like all along the way. Because you can have this beautiful diet, we can get rid of all the gut infections, mm-hmm. but if you're like your mindset stinks, it's not going to work. And vice versa, you can do all this mindset stuff, but if you got three parasites, yeah, that's a, so we look at it all. Yeah, I love that so much. So why does all this matter? Yeah, it's because people are like, basically what's happening is they're going to, like me, they go to their OBGYN, they're given the, the, the brochure to the fertility clinic and say, off you go. Where, where I'm doing my podcast and getting very vocal about this because it's, it's to, to actually look at this stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then if we need to go to the fertility clinic and we need assistance, go ahead. But going there when you've got like people that have been on long-term birth control, which is there's post-birth control pill sy- syndrome. It impacts your nutrient levels and, and your gut, your, your gut um, flora, which then sets you up potentially for leaky gut, for food sensitivities and for gut infections. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's this whole thing where, and, and people that don't even look at full thyroid panels and maybe even have Hashimoto's or you know, antibodies in their thyroid, yeah. and they're wondering why they're having repeat miscarriage, and they're running off to the fertility clinic, and they keep going cycle after cycle in tens of thousands of dollars, and they come to me as their last hope, and that word broken, they are in this dark, mm-hmm. horrible spot where they've been told, sorry, game over, like, I don't think this is going to work. And so it's very, um, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's well-meaning, highly trained physicians, yeah. that, but they, if they're not trained in functional medicine, they don't, they're missing a whole other piece. And that's why looking at that, that round table, we don't exclude anyone, yeah. but we're in the center. Like we know our body best. And when I had those health 
things going on. I just went, oh, okay. I went over there and I thought I was a smart, you know, educated woman, but I did not even, I went, oh, okay. They, they told, and I was one of the fortunate ones. I had both my children very, very fortunate. People that come see me have like years of struggling. So well, to, to get the message out that you don't have to. Yeah. And I just like, I have tears in the back of my throat right now because like my story is pretty similar. Like, okay, like you're not getting a period. All right. Let's put you on Clomid. Let's see if that works. Nope. That's not going to work. Let's send you off to the IVF specialist. Okay. Let's do IUI. And like for me, it was a no questions asked. Like, yeah, that's what I have to do. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm so freaking grateful. Like, please, everyone hear my words from the bottom of my soul. I am so freaking grateful for the path that I took and for what I did. It got me my two beautiful boys. I just now am starting to recognize the power of your work, Sarah. And like you give people the opportunity to ask but why? And that's not something that I did. I did what I was told. I did what I thought was right. And again, I do not regret a single thing, but I never asked, but why? And like, truth be told, and like, here it is. Like, I didn't care why at that point. I didn't care. I just thought this is what's going to fix and this is what's going to get it done. And it did. And I'm so grateful, but I, I am here now to just say, I honor you and your work. And I do, I do love the the deep knowing that is within me that your work and like what we do by asking the question, but why, and kind of looking at who we are as individuals, looking at our body, looking at what is already available to us by way of our own food and exercise regime and sleep regime, like there is opportunity to get to know ourselves deeper and for our bodies to then respond to us taking care of ourselves in our own individualized, beautiful way. And I just, I just honor your work so, so much because you give people the opportunity to ask, but why? And then to like get answers from that. That's really powerful. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it is, it is, you know, there's, it's listening to your body, your body will whisper, whisper, Mm -hmm. you ignore the signals, it'll start shouting in the form of disease. So to step back and say, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting for me, like my body will, um, it will pull to injury first, like, and I can feel different aches and pains. And now I'm like, okay, like what's really going on here? Like my back didn't, I didn't just tweak my back doing a squat. Like there's actually something else going on. And it's just so powerful to know that and like feel that intuitively now and to honor that. So friends, if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. It has taken me a lot of practice and a lot of time, but I just, and Sarah, you too, like we just started down this road and then we ultimately got to the point where we're like, but why? And like, what can be different about this and how can we come at this from a different angle? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you've mentioned your podcast a couple of times and I definitely want to plug that here and friends, I will put it in the show notes as well, but like Sarah, where, what is your podcast? How can people listen to that? And then, and what do you talk about on that? Yeah. So the podcast is get pregnant naturally. I talk all about functional medicine. So we, and we talk about mindset, we talk about diet, we talk, I've got functional medical doctors on there. So it started back in January. So it's, um, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher or Google play. And, uh, also on my, on my website at fab, F a B fertile.com. And, um, I also have a a freebie, um, for your listeners. Oh, we love um, yeah. So it's the, uh, fer- the uh, fertility uh, diet um, freebie. So mm-hmm. F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And it's a three-day fertility diet challenge. And basically it takes the, the Harvard nurses study, which is a study of over 18,000 um, nurses over the course of eight years and found the best things for fertility. And then we layer in the, 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 the functional medicine side of things for, you know, on that study. So it's basically, you can do it with your partner. It's, it's a three-day challenge with all kinds of uh, chef prepared uh, recipes and dig, dig into the fertility diet. Oh, that's so cool. And, um, and friends, like I said, I will link that in the show notes and like, seriously, for those of you that this is not pertinent to really good information, just to store in the back of your head. And trust me, you know, somebody who's going through this, whether you realize it or not. Um, and for those of you that are like, this is super pertinent, like go, these resources are gold and something that I wish that I had at, 
I, when I was going through my, my time with all of this. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here. This has been such an honor to get to chat with you. Well, thanks for having me. It's been, been my pleasure. That's awesome. And I have one more final question for you because I love asking this and it all goes back to gratitude for me and all that we do right now in your life, in your anything, what is it that you are grateful for? I literally, well, on the, on the meditation cushion, I'll be like, I am so, like, I'm so grateful. I literally, I'm so grateful I get to do this work. I am having like so much damn fun. And I used to, I was in HR for years. Me too. I, I thought I loved that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I loved it. I'm like, this is it. And I was always like searching for all this. What was it going to do? My purpose. And I was shopping because I was bored and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, this, I don't know, because it's like, and I apply it to fertility. You can apply all this stuff to any, anything, any kind of issue you're going through as far as health wise. But for me, it's fertility. And that was my, my, my journey. So to help other people like me is very rewarding. I love it. I love it so much. And I feel so similar to you. I feel exactly the same as you um, about my work. It's so sacred in this world. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for turning my past struggles into my story because this is how I am meant to show up and serve other people. So thank you for being a part of my journey with me. This has been just amazing. Friends, go follow Sarah, go connect with her. And everybody, I hope you just have a very good morning. My amazing soul sisters and brothers, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. If this episode moved your soul, please head over to iTunes right now. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Reading your reviews means so much to me and I'm so grateful. I also need to remind you excitedly that you need to be in Portland on October 13th 2018, the Jillian Bolands' True You Live event will be taking place on that incredible peak foliage season day here in Maine, and it is going to be a life-changing, soul-shifting event. It's a day-long personal development event that is going to help you to discover, tap into, and crack open who you truly are so that you can amplify that and make the impact that you're meant to make in your life, in your relationships, in your business. It's going to be everything. I've got the most incredible soul sister business best friends who are going to be on that stage with me. And trust me, you do not want to miss this for yourself. You do not want to miss this opportunity to share with your teams and your friends. Make sure you head to www.trueulive.com or you can head to jillianbolands.com forward slash trueulive friends you need to be at this event. And through the month of May, there is an early bird special. There are VIP tickets available and our general admission prices are reduced for the month of May. It's basically a friends and family price. So friends, you need to be there. You are ready for it. You are ready to make the impact you will make by way of going and experiencing this feeling the power of what it's like to get in person with people and taking life and business to the next level by feeling empowered in who you truly are. JillianBolands.com forward slash true you live. I can't wait to hug you in Portland on October 13th.